Welcome to the Lost Transmissions Out of the Archives interviews. You're listening to WPNR 90.7 FM, Yucca College Pioneer Radio. My name is DJ Cricket, and right now I have on the phone a person that needs no introduction, but I'm going to try. He's the guitarist who is the guitarist of My Chemical Romance. He's releasing his debut solo album, Remember the Laughter, November 18th, the one and only Ray Toro. Hey, how's it going, man? It's going amazing. How are you doing right now, actually? I'm doing uh, doing really good. Exci- excited to talk to you. Excited to talk about the record. Uh, definitely. Thank you so much for that. So, first question I typically ask everybody, how would you describe the sound of the record in five words or less if you had to? Oh, man. Um, how about uh, in, uh, inspiring, um, eclectic, um, oh, I don't know if I can come up with five more. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie. I kind of put you on the spot there, so my yeah. bad. I'll, I'll, I'll let those words slide for now. So, yeah, I, 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 hopefully people will get that. You know, the, It's definitely eclectic. I think the music is all over the place. And then uh, hopefully people will take some you know, inspiring messages, inspiring words from it, too. Yeah, definitely. And you've been working on this album, I would say, since 2013. So, And this is actually... You wrote this, you primarily wrote this album, produced it, engineered it, played on it with some help with there and mixed it as well with some help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been like a, uh, definitely like a, a wild ride, you know, um, you know, over the past three and a half years and it's been off and on, um, you know, like I'd have some weeks or like some months of like high productivity and then, you know, just like taking care of family things and working on other projects go like kind of kind of dormant for a few months here and there. So it's definitely been like uh, off and on kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it was actually good for me because, um, you know, there was a lot of things that I needed to learn as a solo songwriter, um, you know, as a singer, as a, as a lyricist. You know, there's a lot of things that I had never done myself before. Um, and there was a uh, kind of like a, a pretty big learning curves I feel with that like the the music side of things I felt like I had a good grasp on um you know but it was like things like that like how to emote as a singer um how to express myself in in lyrics and then also like find the right amount of syllables to fit in certain lines things like that um and then also like the engineering side of it as well I I recorded you know I'd say like 90% of the record um from my home studio um, I have a small two-story guest house um, that I work from, and you know it's kind of cool, like experimenting that way, like seeing what tones and what sounds I could get, and like this, you know. But really, it's just like it's more like a guest house, you know. It's not like a like a studio. Studios are set up, um, treated with uh, uh, soundproofing and everything like that to make everything sound good. So I just was kind of like taking my space and seeing what I could learn um, and figure out as an engineer and. I just I just really like experimenting and learning new things, so that it was a cool opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to experimenting and working on trying to do these things that you've had help with, which aspect of the process was harder than the others? Um, I, I think the, the the singing for sure, um, and the lyric side of it. Um, uh, you know that's. Again, like that's just something I've never done. Any anything that I've ever done in the past was, um, you know, backup vocals. Um, you know, so there's there's a lot of nuances to singers and singing properly that I think people who've never done it before wouldn't know, and I, I never knew before myself. 
Um, you know, so I was lucky to work with um, uh, Doug McKean, who he um, he engineered um, Black Parade and also Danger Days, and I did uh, two songs with him. And that's kind of he was like a huge help for me, not only like in the engineering side because he's he's a great engineer, gets like incredible drum sounds, guitar tones, like he's awesome at that. But he's like a really great vocal producer as well. Um, and, um, I know Gerard has always enjoyed working with him and this was like the first opportunity I did, um, behind the mic. And he, he just had like a lot of great advice on how to project properly and how to enunciate properly. There's, there's so many like little nuances. So he, you know, he was like a huge help and I kind of took what he said, um, in those sessions that I did with him and kind of brought that to the other sessions that I, that I did it myself at home. Mm-hmm. And to jump in and start talking about the album itself a little bit, I know some people are going to probably flip when I say this, but I got a chance to actually sit down and listen to Remember the Laughter, and it is amazing. You did you released an amazing record. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. I mean, it was cool. You know, it's, it's been cool, like, to, to share it with, like, a few people. You know, it's like... My, it's like a, a select few people and, and it's been it's been important to me I feel like for anybody you know that I do get the chance to do an interview with I, I'm, I'm really happy to share the music with them so they can kind of get their take and ask me you know ask me questions about it so I'm, I'm really 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 proud and pleased that you that you enjoyed it no problem and the thing about it is the one thing I really enjoyed about the album is it sounds very diverse because you have some of the like guitar heavy rocking tracks but you work a lot there's some like bluesy songs in there like one that's coming to mind with me is we save which i love that yeah. one as well yeah yeah that's one of my favorite ones for sure and, but also with that too like listening to, through the whole thing it feels like there's like a connective tissue to it it feels like it's all one overarching story so was there ever a clear concept when writing this album from the beginning no, you know, it's funny. No, um, I think I kind of, I think I kind of, the concept gelled, uh, gelled for me more uh, later in the writing process. It's kind of funny, like earlier on, I was actually, um, you know, because I have like, you know, maybe like t- uh, another 15 to 20 songs that I either, you know, haven't finished fully or I felt like didn't, didn't fit on this record. Um, but my original idea, because of the diversity of the material, um, was to release three smaller EPs, um, you know, and kind of associate them with a color and kind of try to match it match um the song styles with each other but i kind of found that like that boxed them in a little bit mm-hmm. um and when i when i just took a, a step back at all the material and kind of like okay well what's the real connective tissue here um you know and i found like the best songs and the ones that really stuck out to me were the ones that were thematically linked and like the link there is it's really a lot of the songs ended up being things that i felt like i would want to um, pass on to my son um, things that I've learned about the world um, you know either through my parents or you know myself as like just getting getting older over the past like three and a half years um, and that was kind of interesting too like one of the benefits of taking three and a half years to to, to work on the project is I've again I've you know not only did I grow as like you know as a, as a songwriter I feel and like learning how to sing better but also as a person um, you know, I've, I've, I pay a lot more attention, um, to what's going on in the world right now. Um, because, 
what's going on not only affects me and you know and, and my friends and everybody, but I have this I have this kid you know that I, that I'm responsible for and I have to raise and I have to I have to set a good path for him and be a good example for him. So so that's what I found like thematically a lot of the a lot of the songs. Um, that's how I felt like I could link them. Um, so then, you know, just thinking a little bit more about it and kind of thinking about my parents, that's what, that's when I hit on like the, the idea of like this memory box that has all these different items, um, from, you know, say my past or like my parents past or at least not my, uh, more of the character in the story. Um, and that's kind of the, the thread that links all the songs together. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the thread that links all these songs together, all throughout the album, you had like these little transitions, like tracks like Wedding Day, Ascent, and Father Day, which are like very just like general, like rant, like different audio tracks and leading right. songs very seamlessly. When did that, when did adding the transitions come in the writing process? Did the songs come first or was there like, hey, I want to do this and lead into that? Yeah, the, so the, the transitions actually came... Um, later in the process and I think that was like once I came up with the idea of okay these are the songs that fit on on the record and kind of have some connective tissue um, then I needed to I felt like I needed to add a little bit more to really kind of tie it all together Um, you know and then like I I ended up finding this um, this like little wind up merry-go-round toy that I had I had bought like maybe I don't know like three or four years ago um, and, uh, it, I, you know, so that's like a, a melody that you hear later on in the record and that sort of, and you see, you can see it too. If you go to my website, like some of the imagery, um, on the website is connected to the songs and the, um, and, and, and the interludes that you hear on the, uh, in the artwork for the record. And then you'll see a picture of a memory box that I put together and there's like items from, you know, that kind of like connect to the songs inside the memory box. So I, I try to make it, you know, as much as I could, a little bit of a, of a cool world where you can, you know, kind of like if, if fans want to dig in a little bit more and like kind of get a magnifying glass and look at some of the, you know, some of the, uh, the pictures up close, they can kind of find what connects to, um, what connects to the songs. Um, and that's like, I don't know when I, when, when I always feel like when I want to, when to release an album, I think is like a really, it's like a really special and unique thing. And the last thing I wanted to do was just release, you know, kind of a bunch of songs. I, I more look at it as like, as releasing a complete body of work. Um, and I felt like doing those transitions really, you know, took that element of it and took it to like the next level. And, you know, now I, I just, I'm, I'm just excited for like kids to put on headphones and like pick out different sound effects that they may hear happen once and kind of come up again and, you know, it's kind of kind of dig into it. It's doing a little an investigative listening, uh, listening to it. And it's it's really funny you talked about that because I kind of did that with two songs in particular. When it came mm-hmm. to Wedding Day, there was like that. There's like a little like it sounds. It's like generic wedding sounds. Like you hear the wedding music, you hear a right. bell, and it slowly evolves into something. I don't want to spoil what happens in the next track, but the fact right. that the bell's still like very present there. I mm-hmm. loved hearing something like that and kind of having that say that it feels like an overarching story. Yeah, yeah. I, again, like, you know, uh, one of my huge influences, I, t- I mean, I talk about it all the time, is The Wall by Pink Floyd. Like, you know, I think that's like the, to me, like the epitome um, of, of a concept record. And I don't know if I'd ever want to go that far because, you, you know, I feel like you can get... Um, 
it doesn't, I guess boxing in is a bad way to say it, but, you know, there's a little less freedom, I think, like with something like The Wall, it is like very, um, the beginning of the story and the end of the story. And I, I tried to go for that a little bit, but I feel like your songwriting, um, not that it suffers, but it can change if you try to stick too much to that map. So I really, you know, really tried to focus on like writing tight songs and tight arrangements from the start of it. And then just finding the themes to link it. So but that, that's, I mean, that's super cool. Like that, that was one of the more fun things to do, um, doing the transitional things, because I feel like uh, I, I like to think of music and, and think of audio very cinematically. It's, it's, it's hard for me to put songs together and put those transitions too. like the whole time I'm picturing what's happening. And um, that's kind of what I want the listener to, to feel as well. Like once they put, you know, wh- however they want to listen to it, whether it's late night in the car or, you know, with some headphones and, and you know, in, in, um, in their bedroom or ho- however you want to listen to it. Like I'd love for people to just kind of close their eyes and, uh, and lose themselves and kind of, you know, create, create your own world and connect you to your own memories and your own experiences. And that's, that's the great thing about music is it's the shared, um, the shared art that we all get to make our own. Um, and you know, I can't, I can't wait for, for people out there to get, get their hands on it. Mm. And I feel like the best way to describe the album is to me, it felt very nostalgic, but also very relevant mm-hmm. and very modernist, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you picked up on that. Um, you know the uh, the best, you know the, the the best songs and the reasons why they do why they did stick out and make the record is because you know the whole time it's I'm thinking thinking ahead of like uh, what I would tell my my son, and then but also like thinking of how my parents treated me and raised me as well. And so the the lessons that I learned from my parents and the way, the reason why I am who I am is because of my parents. And I want to do just, a, just as good a job with my son as, as my parents did with me. So there's, there's definitely like that, you know, that idea of like nostalgia and, you know, I, it's, it's hard. Once I had a kid, it's hard not to think about your, your parents um, and the struggles that they had gone through. And, you know, just to like, I mean, just as something as simple as like putting food on the table, like you don't, when you're a teenager, you're, you're, uh, or, and obviously younger, but like when you're a teenager, you don't, you don't really think about how, how hard it is to get up, you know, five thirty, five o'clock in the morning every day. Like my dad did to go to work, you know, for, you know, nine, 10 hours just to make money enough to put food on the table for you. And you don't think about that. You start thinking about that when you get older. So I, I it, it elevates the appreciation you have um, for, for your parents. And I think um, once you have a kid and, um, you know, the, the love and respect you have for them just grows that, you know, grows that much more. Mm. And also speaking of the music you've been releasing, like even though you've just released um, Remember the Laughter coming up soon, you've also mm-hmm. been releasing music for like the last three years with like The Lost and the Brave for dedicated to Leela Acorn, Hope for the World recently, and Isn't That Something? When, mm-hmm. Like when releasing those at those times, obviously you had like ideas behind what was going on and saying, hey, this is something that's very relevant to what's happening. But how do you feel knowing that like, hey, like I have a piece of work that's very relevant to issues I'm seeing in the world and how it expresses how I feel about this issue. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, those, um, 
as those songs were definitely like you know when I released them like sort of maybe not so much isn't that something but definitely for for the lost and the brave and hope for the world like they're they're very reactionary songs and it was weird because um you know you write you're writing songs at home and and coming up with lyrics and like uh you know they they kind of like live in a box and a lot of times like the the normal I guess like record cycle or, you know, kind of like method of releasing material is like you record a collection of songs, you hold it off on it. Um, you know, I don't know how much people know about like the record making process, but even for me, obviously it took a while because I did it myself and I had like starts and goes, but even like your average record could take three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, a couple of months. But then there's like, all this time that passes after the, the the songs are even recorded where they have to get mixed, they have to get mastered and then they have to get pressed. And then, so like months and months can go by sometimes. And I feel like, I felt like that could have happened. Like say like for the lost and the brave may have been on the record, but um, you know, we live in a time where we can release music digitally and it's out there in, in, in the world and in, in the world stream and you don't have to wait. And I feel like, um, you know, uh, for the lost and brave and, and hope for the world too. Um, hope for the world is, is on the record, but I felt it was important just with everything that was going on to put it out, you know, put it out there earlier. Um, you know, we have a cool opportunity as musicians and artists to, to express ourselves and get it out right away. Um, as opposed to like holding off on it and, and that's the thing with, uh, you know, I feel like people's attention spans are really short nowadays and, um, you know, any, any opportunity you can, you can have to make some noise, um, and grab people's attention, you, you kind of, you have to do and you have to jump on that. Mm. So I want to talk about you releasing the first, I would say single for lack of a better term, take the world. When I- yeah. When it came to releasing that as the first song after the announcement of Remember the Laughter, mm-hmm. why did you pick that as the song to kind of say, hey, this is what the direction we're going? You know, I, I, I ended up picking it because I thought it was a, I feel like it was like a good bridge gap, I would say, from, you know, maybe like some of the material people know me for from, from my chem. Um, but also there's like a, you know, it's, it's my, my stuff and like my take on things and, um, my voice. So there, it, there's the newness factor, but I feel like there's a little bit of nostalgia in the way the song sounds. Um, you know, and also I feel like the lyric itself and what the song is about, I think it's very pertinent to, um, you know, like we're coming around like voting time and we're, you know, we're, it's like, we're kind of given this choice here. Um, you know, and I think it's important for young people to realize how important, like how important they are in all this. Um, and we don't have to, um, we don't have to do things the way our forefathers did things. We don't have to do things the way our prior generations did things. We can do things differently when, when we can do things better. Um, you know, and I, I think that's important for, um, and that, that, that thematically too is in a few of the songs. Like, I feel like that's what I want my son to know. Um, his voice is important and I want him to use it. So that's, that's kind of why I put the, put the song out first. Mm. And primarily you've been like working on Remember the Laughter, but in the time you've been kind of like 
holding off on it. I know you've also been doing collaborations with Voltaire on his track, Oh My God, you did some guitar on that. Mm-hmm. Also, recently you had a track with Gerard Way released. Um, I forgot the name of the track. I don't think there was, but... Oh, it's um, in, uh, Into the Cave We Wander. Mm-hmm. With, tr- with tracks like that, like, do you feel more used to collaborating now? Or are you more, have you grown accustomed to kind of saying, I'm going to work more on my own stuff? Um, I mean, yeah, like do- doing this stuff with uh, Voltaire was, I, I feel like that was like one of the, one of the first uh, collaborations that I had, had done with anybody outside of, uh, outside of my cam or any other bands that I had been a part of prior. Um, and that was a really cool experience, I think, because, um, you know, he kind of, he had a, a, a vision of what he was going for. Like he was going kind of for like a sort of like a big, uh, kind of goth rock, um, album. And, um, you know, and that's why he came to me on a, a couple of songs because he wanted my style of guitar playing. And he was, he was great. Like, uh, you know, he, he told me what he was looking for and I did my best to make that happen. And, and so that was like a cool, that was a cool experience. That was the first time I've ever worked with anybody, um, anybody in that way. And then the stuff that I, the song that I did with Gerard, like, I mean, that was just like a real, real pleasure and joy to get to work with him again and be in the studio. I mean, we, we had a ton of laughs. Like we, we couldn't stop laughing at the, at the song because, um, we were going for, uh, a very, a very distinct sound and, uh, mood. And that was, so it's kind of like you get to stretch yourself as a musician. It's like, how do I, how do I make that happen? How do we make it sound authentic from like, you know, like a sixties nature documentary? How do we make the, uh, how do we make the song sound like something that could be played in a documentary like that in the background? Um, and, and I, that's, I love that. I love exploring different sides of me. Um, you know, like I said before, I like experimenting with different sounds and different techniques and, um, I feel like it's that thing that keeps keeps an artist young, keeps a musician young. You know, it's like that. Uh, you know, my body's getting older, but I, I want my mind and, and my creativity to stay fresh. Um, and I think the, the 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 best thing that we can do as artists and musicians, whatever it happens to be doing, is like always looking for that next thing and always trying something different. Um, and doing doing collaborations like that, um, you know, keep does keep you fresh. Um, and at the time I would say, especially doing the track with Gerard, like I definitely was ready to, to do something with someone else. I don't, I don't know what I, what I would say, like if I prefer doing things on my own or with other people, I think that they're just two different things. Um, but definitely timing wise. I was definitely ready to step into a studio with other people, um, you know, because again, a lot of the music in the last three and a half years or so was me, you know, working late night and, you know, when I had a chance alone, um, which has, you know, uh, there's a lot of benefits to that, but yeah, there also, you miss that um, human interaction um, and uh, exchange of ideas that you get when you're working with other people. Mm. And you were talking about being, making sure that you're always young, like, to stay young, you need to look forward. The thing I want to ask is, how are you looking forward? What are some of the things you want to do in 2017? Um, well, for 2017, I, um, I'm definitely looking forward to playing playing these songs live. Um, you know, that's that's like the next um, piece of the puzzle like, like to figure out. You know, I feel like the last three and a half years was you know, off and on, like figuring out the recording and figuring out the right songs and the right lyrics. Um, 
you know, that side of things. And now I have a little bit of downtime to figure out how I want to, how I want to do the songs live. Um, and so that's like the next, I'm definitely looking forward to that in 2017. Um, you know, I, 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 I said in another interview, I have like some ideas of how I would like to do it. Um, if that doesn't come to fruition that, you know, I'm, I'm still definitely going to, going to play the songs out live because, um, the, I, that's another thing I miss. Like not only did, do I, did I miss working with other people in the studio side, but I miss playing live for people because the, you know, I feel like that's, that's really when the songs, you know, it's like you, you, you record a record and it's like, you know, up until the moment you put your album out, they're yours. But once you put that, so the, the songs out and the record out into the universe, they're everybody's. And now everybody can share in that experience. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see how the songs change and, and what life they take on. Um, once I get to share them with people in a, in a live setting. So I'm definitely, that's, I think that's uh, the thing I'm um, musically are the most I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to for 2017. Mm-hmm. And I do want to say with the, like after listening to that whole album, I have to, I'm going to speak for the general populace that I'm very excited. And I believe that the people when they listen to this album are very much going to enjoy what they're going to hear. Uh, I, I really, I really appreciate that. Again, I'm glad I got to, you know, share it, share it with you early, and and it's, you know, it's cool chatting with you about it. Like, um, it's something I'm, I'm very proud of, and um, you know, I, I put a lot of work into it, and and I hope, I hope people hear that, and and you know, ultimately, I, I hope people, uh, you know, take find those themes that, that I cared about and what I decided to write about. And, and I hope that, that uh, people find some connection to that, you know, and, and kind of gets them thinking about, you know, whether they have kids or not, or if they're thinking about kids and maybe just in the future, like, you know, I, 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 I just hope people can kind of connect to those themes and messages and um, yeah. And, you know, just make some good of that. Mm. And we're about to introduce this track, Take the World, on Pioneer Radio for the first time ever. But this is college radio. We're fanboys and fangirls. Can <laughs> you give us a little shout out and say something like, hey, this is Ray Tour, and you're listening to WPNR 90.7 FM? Yeah. Hey, this is uh, Ray Toro, and you're listening to WPNR 90.7 FM. That is perfect. And I have. My people are looking at me cheering because of that. But oh, good. I got everything right. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> you typically get people that are like, you're listening to WNPR. No. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Wrong station. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm you, glad I got it. I'm glad I got it right for you. Cool. Thank you. But we're going to premiere Take the World for the first time on Pioneer Radio. Was there anything you'd like to say before we introduce it? Uh, yeah, just, you know, thanks so much, uh, you know, anybody who, who tuned in to listen to the interview. And, um, like I said, I, I, I don't know if it was on air before, but it's, uh, it's a real honor for me to be able to, you know, to do interviews with, with, uh, college stations. Cause you guys, I mean, this is truly like, you guys love music. Um, and I think it's really amazing what all you guys do. Um, all you guys and girls, I know. So I, I just always say guys, all you guys and girls who, who, uh, you know, work at college stations, I think it's real important the work you do. Um, you know, when I first started getting into music deep, it was always listening to college radio. So, uh, yeah, I just appreciate, appreciate the airplay. Um, appreciate the interview. Thank you so much. No problem. And make sure to pick up, remember the laughter where all great music is sold November 18th. Here's take the world on Pioneer Radio. 
Keep up with Lost Transmissions on Facebook at Lost Transmission Show or on Twitter at L underscore Transmissions.